Last year, I had the opportunity to list my Montecito guest house on Airbnb. This was part of a special project that Airbnb spearheaded to build connection and to make the world feel a little less lonely. It was such a pleasure to get to know my Airbnb guests over dinner and share my home with them so that they could rest and recharge on their trip. But typically, the beauty of hosting on Airbnb is that while you're away, someone else can get as much joy from your home as you do. Being a host on Airbnb is great for those who travel frequently, have extra space, or own a seasonal home. If you've stayed at an Airbnb, you know the unique experience it offers. And now you can share that same experience with others in addition to earning additional income on the side. To learn more about hosting on Airbnb, head to airbnb.com slash host. When you are pioneering anything or introducing new ideas to the culture, you get criticized. You do? Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about that? <laughs> I didn't find the one. I found someone I respected and we made it the one. In a sort of longing kind of view of love, people understand each other as if by magic. Nothing in itself is addictive on the one hand. On the other hand, everything could be addictive if there's an emptiness in that person that needs to be filled. I now know that nobody changes until they change their energy. And when you change your energy, you change your life. I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. This is the Goop Podcast, bringing together thought leaders, culture changers, creatives, founders and CEOs, scientists, doctors, healers and seekers, here to start conversations. Because simply asking questions and listening has the power to change the way we see the world. Here we go. My guest today is Beatrice Dixon, the awe-inspiring co-founder and CEO of The Honeypot. If you're not already familiar with it, The Honeypot is a line of beautiful feminine care products. The seed for The Honeypot began with a very unique vision that Beatrice received from her grandmother. As a founder and Bee's friend, it has been fascinating to watch her move from that source of inspiration into tactical strategy and execution. We didn't plan this timing, but Bee recently just took a big investment for The Honeypot, and I couldn't be prouder of her. Here's her story, told best by Be Herself. Where are we even going to begin? I have no idea, but I have a feeling you're going to find a good place. Let's start with, it's a story that you've told many times. Yes. It's such an incredibly unique story, your origin story of the honeypot. And it's such a goopy story. <laughs> <laughs> It is goopy. So I wonder if we could start with you taking us back to the days that you were working in Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. You know, very aware of the mind, body, spirit, connection, integration. You know, you've been, even since you were young, mm -hmm. had this deeper, broader knowing about everything really, but how much all of the things impact our health and wellness. Right. So you're so tell me you're in Whole Foods, you're 20. I am shit. I'm what I'm 41 and I was working in Whole Foods from 2010 to 2012. My working public math the... I was working in whole body. My public math is not mathing right now, but that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, around that time. I mean, right. I, was, I was like late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. yeah in your 20s. Yeah. Being in the body section of Whole Foods. Yep. And how do you start to identify a white space in feminine care? Well, it's funny. So back in those days, I don't know if it's still the same. You know, you constantly, I mean, because this is when like Whole Foods was like at its prime. It was like, it was like the grocery store, right? Pre-Amazon acquisition. Pre-Amazon, Amazon, yeah, exactly. And I just remember I would meet with these brands all the time or I would meet with the broker. I would meet with the founder because even if it was a tiny brand and it got into Whole Foods, it was dope, right? And so, and I remember being like, damn, that's really cool what they do. You know what I mean? And I remember meeting with all these people and I remember being like, I think I want to do something similar, right? Like I want to go into, I want to create some kind of product. I had no, 
fucking clue of what it was going to be. Right. And then. But it planted the seed that it was possible. A seed was planted that it was possible because I knew service business wasn't going to be the thing that got me to the kind of wealth that I saw for myself, you know? And so, so then you fast forward, right? I'm in the problem. I guess I'm technically in the last year of the last year and a half of me working at Whole Foods, but I get a bacterial vaginosis infection and it is gnarly. Like it, every month after my period, (laughs) I get this terrible, horrendous odor that you cannot even believe. Mm. And, and discomfort. It's discomfort. It's, it's discharge. It's, it's odor and you know being being in your late 20s you you're supposed to be out living your life having fun and using your body and doing whatever you want to do right and but i wasn't in a place where i could do that you know and so it affected my life on so many levels because i felt i felt like i couldn't get it together i felt like i couldn't figure out what was wrong i felt like i just i just Felt like I had nowhere to go. And I did also easy to get into a shame spiral about our vaginas. I was in the shame spiral. I was like in the, I was in the depths of that shit, you know, because I, you know, I would get in a car and you could smell me. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like everybody could, it wasn't like, you know, if I went to a public bathroom, you could smell me and it was just embarrassing. And that went on for like almost a year for maybe like nine or 10 months or something like that. And you and tried everything? Everything. I went to the doctor. I lived on Flagyl and clindamycin. You know, when I would get a yeast infection, then I'd be on Diflucan and Myconazole. You know, I was using, I was doing hydrogen peroxide douches. I was seeing an herbalist who was, who was like get, telling me herbal douches to make. I was living on Google and I, I was, you know, this is kind of like, I don't know if social media had started, but it wasn't what it is today. Right. And so yeah. there were still Google forums that you needed to go on and talk to people. You know, I was living on these Google forums and I was, you know, and I was going back and forth with people who had the same thing, who, who, who some of those people had BV for eight, nine years. It wasn't like they were, you know what I mean? That's how much of a horror this thing can be. and. But one morning, my grandmother, Moferi Foon Egon, she came and she, it wasn't a dream. To call it a dream is just, you know, it's not giving it its full appreciation and respect. Wherever we were, we were in a place and everything. But she had passed. So my, my grandmother transitioned when my mother was seven years old. And so, you know, I never met my grandmother in my lifetime because clearly my mom wasn't seven and thinking about having a baby. Right. And so, you know, for me, obviously, this is was a very remarkable moment. Now, that doesn't mean that's the first time that I ever encountered a relative on the other side. But that was the first time and has been the one of the only times as it relates directly to me that it was so real, like the way I'm sitting here talking to you, you know? And so she just came and she told me that she had been walking with me because she's one of my guardians and guides and that she had essentially been seeing me struggle, you know? Mm -hmm. And she, she knew what to do. So she had to just tell me, you know? And so as you can expect, I'm like, holy shit, you're here what, like, I want to talk to you. And she's like, girl, no, I'm not here for that. And I can't be here long. Right. So like, we got to do what I came here to do. And she essentially gave me a piece of paper and it had a list of ingredients. And she told me that this was going to solve my problem, but I needed to remember what was on the paper. And so I just went to repeating apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar, rose, lavender, garlic, coconut oil. Like, I remember it. Like, water, apple cider vinegar. Like, I just kept 
repeating it. It felt like I repeated it a hundred times. And then finally she told me to wake up and I woke up. And as I woke up, I woke up saying water, coconut oil, apple cider vinegar. Like I can remember it, you know, it was crazy. And then, you know, and then I, you know, I, I just, I just got to it. I figured what the, what the hell, all that can happen is that it doesn't work. Right. Like everything else. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, so I went, I went to work and I, you know, my mom, was living with me at the time. And, you know, and I went and I told her about what, what my experience was and my, all of my family, especially the women from my mother's side, we all have similar faces and the, the, the shape. And, and I literally look just like my grandmother, just like, I look just like my mommy, you know, Mm -hmm. and I explained, and that's when she told me that that was definitely your grandmother, you know? And so I went to work I compiled all the ingredients. I got everything and I went home and I made myself a formula. Had no idea what the hell I was going to put it in. Had no idea what to even do with it, but I just made myself (laughs) something, you know? And the funny thing is what I made is essentially what our normal wash is today. But I made this for myself and I started using it right away. And literally within four to five days, because I had BV at the time, it was gone. And immediately when I used it, like within the first or second time, the odor was just, it's like the shit just vanished. Like it didn't even, like it wasn't even there. So much that it didn't even, I I wasn't even remembering that I had BV because I didn't even think about it for a couple of days, which was miraculous because every time I went to the bathroom or went pee or went, did anything my reaction was always this visceral reaction yeah. with myself, you know? And, and so it was, it was crazy. And so when I did realize that it had worked, you know, my, my, my thing was, this is what I do now, you know? Isn't it crazy when your body hijacks you in a certain way like that? And then it, when it returns to normal, it's it's always amazing to me how quickly we forget. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like it's like you're in like the worst city traffic in the middle of Manhattan and then you just transition over to like the garden of Eden and there's like birds and <laughs> sun is shining and there's you know but but yeah i mean it says something interesting about us interesting. i think as human beings that we like i think we want our baseline to be high we want to feel good we want to feel mm-hmm. well and healed and abundant so you take this formula and I, I want to know a little bit about like the tactical piece. Like, so yeah. we knew you were, you had this entrepreneurial spirit and then you had this mm-hmm. incredible inspiration from your grandmother. Yeah. How did you, cause I'm always fascinated by how people take inspiration and turn it into tactics and execution. Mm-hmm. So what was your, tell me a little bit about that part of the journey. What was next was I was like, because I'm a I'm a person who definitely believes in testing and learning. And I, I was just naturally born with that. Essentially, what I thought was, well, I have to get other people to try this, right? Because I need to see if it works for more than just me. It could just mm-hmm. be me that it worked for. Right. And so what I would do then, because I worked in whole body and because I, I was so close to my team and they knew what I was going through with my own vagina. And so anytime somebody had a vagina problem, which was actually quite often, you'd be surprised. I wouldn't. They, it's just that nobody wants to talk about it. You probably wouldn't. But I, but I was surprised. Anytime somebody had a vagina problem, my team sent them to me. And I would walk the vagina lady aisle five. And so I would literally walk them through the department. I'd get them their probiotics. I'd get them their like, you know, their their suppositories. I'd tell them like the I'd get them all the things that they needed. And then I would walk them to the register. And I'd say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check out with you. I'm gonna help you bag and then I'm gonna take help you take your stuff to your car. Right. Because I, you know, it was already on some wild shit that I was about to try to sell them on my product when I'm working at Whole Foods. But I was like, but let me get out of the building. And then I want to tell you about this thing that I do. 
And so I would walk them to the car and I'd say, hey, I have a product that worked for me. You know, you're going through the same thing I went through. Let me just give it to you. I don't even want you to pay me for it. The only thing I need from you is for you to tell me, is it too strong? Is it too weak? How does it feel? Is it soft? Do you feel better? Is it helping to quell your symptoms? You know what I mean? Yeah. And the funny thing is most of the people that I told was like, yeah, why not? Shit. And so literally I, I did that for about a year and a half. And then somebody wanted me, cause me and Simon had kind of been rocking together. I pulled Cy in right away. Cause I was broke. I didn't have any money. Like I had money to pay my rent and to pay my bills and like to try to figure out how I was, what I was going to eat. Right. And so I went to Cy. And I was like, bro, I need help because I because I had I, I had like, especially in the beginning, I probably had like 10 or 20 women on rotation. I say women because all of those humans consider themselves women. But I had I had like 10 or 20 women on rotation in the beginning of that. And I, I didn't have the money to be buying this stuff. And so he gave me a $500 credit card. It was like a capital one <laughs> had a $500 credit card limit. And he would just pay it off for me every month, you know, and which was so kind. And Love so him. then, you know, a year and a half later, we've probably given the product away to at least 100 women. And again, all those humans consider themselves women. That's why I say that. And and somebody came and one of Sai's friends was like, y'all should go to the Bronner Brothers hair show. And I, I didn't know anything about the Bronner Brothers hair show. And so we're like... Okay, we figure it out. We go. Cy goes to one of his friends, Troy, pulls together some money. Let me back up, though. I got on my hands and knees and begged Simon. I mean, begged him literally on my hands and knees because he was like, B, I don't know anything about vaginas more than I know about vaginas. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like I, what am I going to do with the vagina business? He was. <laughs> running his own accounting firm. He was he was in the he was in music management. Like he wasn't thinking about what I was doing. He was just trying to keep me focused on something that was making me happy, you know? Mm -hmm. So I get on my hands and knees. I say, bro, please, 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 if if this works, if this can work out, I will never bother you again. Right? He's like, cool. So he goes to Troy. Troy puts up twenty thousand dollars. We take that. We buy by this time, I had been doing research on like wholesale ingredient companies. This shit costs a fortune, but I didn't know any different, you know, and it's the way to start, right? You're just living on Google trying to figure things out. And I went and I bought up bottles. You know, I went to Uline. I got bottles and caps. I got, I got, you know, I got found somebody that was a friend of a friend who made some labels. You know, we were just thugging it and we... You know, we ended up going to the Bronner Brothers hair show and we made an assembly line and we, I made the products and then somebody was there to bottle it and cap it. And somebody was there to shrink wrap and use a hair dryer. To... It was crazy, but it was dope. And we did it. We did it. We made 600 bottles, G. We made 600 bottles, man. And we fucking went to the Bronner Brothers hair show. It started on Thursday by Sunday. We had sold out completely. Wow. It was crazy. You know, we bought our little banner. We got our table and all our ingredients. It was cute, you know? Amazing. And and that's when we knew that we had something. Because if you can sell any, if you can sell 600 of anything in a weekend. Absolutely. You, you got you got something. And then that became, that actually became our tactic. You know, we what we did is we would actually go to hair shows and festivals and farmers markets and any place where we could go and get get in front of hundreds of people mm. or even thousands of people. You know, you'd be at one hair show and then they they're marketing the next one. It was just a really interesting time, and and that was how we reached the people. That was how we really reached our community. Yeah, and then we and then I was able to get it into Whole Foods, and then by this time I had left Whole Foods and I had became a broker, and you know, and and the cool thing was being a broker. All I did every day was go to stores, so I would I would do the same thing I did with Whole Foods. I would go into the store, 
I'd sell them the things I was there to sell them. I'd walk out, walk back into my car, grab the honeypot stuff. I'd go in and just be like, hey, look. Because these were like co-ops and like natural grocers. They weren't like Whole Foods. They weren't like a Whole Foods or a Kroger or anything like that, right? They were normally like independent markets. And I would literally just go in and be like, yo, I have six bottles. I'm going to give them to you for free. If it if they don't sell, then I will never talk to you again. But if they mm. do, then I'll see you in a month when I come back to do my run with all the other products I sell, you know? Mm. And so that was how that was how we got it off the ground. Yeah. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our partners. When it comes to putting together your home, a great rug can make all the difference. A rug is really what pulls a room together and creates harmony. Nordic Knots offers a curated collection of rugs and timeless, high-quality essentials. They collaborate with leading designers and are the insider rug brand gracing some of the world's most beautiful homes. They have a wide-ranging collection, but we'll just talk about a few favorites today. The luxurious Grand Collection is known for its simple design, stunning colors, and high-quality wool. But if you're feeling a bit more bold, their designer collaborations are made with world-renowned designers and interior architects. Their Goodweave certified rugs are handmade and woven in all natural materials, like their super soft and beautiful New Zealand wool. At Nordic Knots, they make the process of rug shopping easy and enjoyable. And they always offer fast and free shipping from the U.S. To explore their rug collections, head to nordicknots.com. Use promo code INNERCIRCLE to get free rug samples. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. What I love so much about, I mean, there's so much about the story that I love, but so many women founders always say, like, how do you even start? Like, what, what is the way? And obviously there's no clear path or no clear rubric to follow, but like your story is so applicable, right? It's like to any woman who is feeling like I have this idea or I have, I have something that will solve a problem and the kind of like ingenuity that you had and inspiration. And I think you can really kind of make a template out of that story. Like, okay, this is how I do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was, it was a different time, you know, I mean, it it was like, it was, it was just a different time. It was right when like direct to consumer was getting really big, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody was raising shit, tons of money, you know, it was just a different time. So it, so you were able to, to get out in the world and, and, and just meet people and hustle and grind and be on your guerrilla marketing shit. You know, but it, but it, it, it worked for us, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, I think the biggest thing that it did is it gave us the ability to meet our customer one-on-one. It was very yeah. like grassroots, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I think with a product like this, that is necessary, you know? Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's quite intimate. I mean, it's as intimate it is. as possible. And I it think- is you know, as we touched on before, there is so much shame women carry around their vaginas if something's wrong with it or, you know, yeah. you have anything chronic and no one can help you. And, yeah. and, you know, you suffer, you suffer physically and emotionally in this shame. And I also think, you know, it's really hard as a woman when you can't use your vagina. It is. It disconnects you from such an essential part of our femininity yeah. and our power, right? It is. Yeah, it is. And you suffer in silence. Yeah. And shame because you think that you're the only person going through this shit when the wild shit is mostly everybody's going to get some sort of a yeast infection or BV or UTI or something, right? Something. But you, but you, you know, even STDs. At some point, somebody's going to get something. It's natural. All this shit is normal, mm-hmm. right? BV has been around since vaginas have been around, <laughs> right? Let's yeah. call the shit what it is. Maybe they didn't call it that then, right? But there is nothing under the sun mm-hmm. that any human should be embarrassed about mm-hmm. when it comes to their body. 
If your body is talking to you and telling you that something's wrong, the the thing and and look, I'm I'm not saying this to say that I don't experience shame, right? Or that I don't experience, you know, embarrassment or to this day, like of, of course, if some shit happens, I'm gonna feel something because I live in this world and I'm human and I've been conditioned, right? Yeah. But what we have to do and what the thing that the thing that honey pot really focuses on is helping people to die to that shame, helping yeah. people to die to that stigma yeah. and helping people to understand that like all these things are normal. All you got to do is figure out what's going on, get yourself together so that you can get back to homeostasis, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah. So then you go from that to, you know, now you have a huge wholesale business. You're everywhere, Target, Walmart, Walgreens, you know, you're a few years later. Yeah. A few years later. And I do want to touch on this exciting thing that's just happened because I feel like you achieved such a massive personal goal and mind milestone and you've been wanting to do for quite a while. Right. Yeah. You sold. Well, Well, I didn't. No, you didn't. didn't, Sorry. You took a big investment. Yes. Yes. From Compass. Yes. From Compass Diversified. Yes. Tell me about this process. Tell me about, tell me about why you wanted to sell. Like, why was that a goal for you? Well, look, here, here's the thing we we've raised, we have raised venture capital money and we've raised private equity money, right? This is our second private equity investor. Right. When when you raise that type of cash, that type of money, it comes with rules. Yeah. Right. People need their fucking money back. Nobody's just giving you some bread just to give it to you. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and 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 there's a period of time. Sometimes an investor that invests says the earlier stage ones don't have such constraint, but right. kind of when you when you're hitting that growth. And you're right at the point right before you hit scale, that investor normally wants to see a return on their investment within three to four years, right? right. That, that that's just the way that it is. Being that that was the the way that we took, the way that we went, and the the road that we drove down, like mm-hmm. there really wasn't a choice of if there was going to be a day where we either had to find another private equity sponsor, you know, who, who buys a majority stake in the business mm-hmm. and, or, which is what our current c- circumstance is, where they buy, they buy a majority stake, but they ask you as the founder, you know, you still have to roll because they want to know that you're invested. They don't want you to just take your bread and just bounce. Right. And so, you know, in in our scenario, me and Sai had to roll over, right? And mm-hmm. we 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 had to we had to keep pushing it forward. But that's what we want to do because this is not the final home, right? But the reason why it, there's a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's it's important to do this to to create your own wealth. It's important to do this to to find your business a home. You know, some people choose to do it because some people don't choose to do it. Some people are just gonna say. I just want to IPO the thing and I want to, you know, continue to run it and keep put it on the public markets. Like there's so many routes and roads that you can take, you know, and it's hard for me to just sum up one reason of why this was the right time mm-hmm. other than to say that it was just the right time. It you was, know? it happened. So it's, it's yeah, right. And yeah. And, and it's you're almost gonna... impossible for it to happen, sister. Like, <sighs> It and it does not fucking matter. I need you to everybody to understand. It does not matter how good your business is. People told me this shit when we got started, and I was like, "Man, our business is popping. We good. We're not gonna have nothing to worry about." That shit is not true. It is almost impossible to do this. So, like, in what ways? Tell us more. It's just. I mean, I mean, it needs to it needs to be the right time. It needs to be the right partner. It needs to be the right amount of money. But it's not really all depending on who you are. And in my in my circumstance, it's not really just about the money. Right. Mm -hmm. It's more about what's going to happen after this thing happens. 
Mm-hmm. Because when you work with any partner, you want to make sure that they are right for you. Any yeah. investor, you need to make sure. In the beginning, you don't really have that luxury. But when you get to the place where your company has grown and it's scaled and it works and it's profitable and it's moving and grooving and you have a really great business and you have really wonderful customers, like you can't just put that shit in anybody's hands. Yeah. It, you know, you you don't want to sell your soul in a scenario like that. You need to do mm-hmm. that responsibly. And so, you know, and then and then anything can happen. Anything can fall out of the sky. They may be the perfect partner, the perfect time, the perfect place, the perfect amount of money. And then, boom, something can just happen. And then because they have to get approval, too. Right. So there's just so many levels to this thing mm. and and you just have to ride the wave and and it and it it's just it's it is remarkably hard to do mm. and and then on top of that gee you have to still be doing your fucking work yeah you still got to do your job right so you're so you're running a whole process and you're working at the same time and there is no way in hell that you can do either of them at a hundred percent, but you got to give this process at least like 85%. And I'm just going to speak for myself as a founder. I'm, it is never just about the bread for me. I cannot fucking sell my soul. My grandmother gifted this business. Like there is, there isn't, there is something beautiful about what we do. Yeah. And that can't just go to anybody. That mm-hmm. can't just partner with anybody, you know. How did you how did you manage that? I mean, like what were the things that you did to stay grounded, to stay in your body? Come to your house. I honestly, sister, like there was so much time that I wasn't grounded mm-hmm. and so much time that I wasn't in my body. Mm-hmm. And there, there was moments of me being grounded and in my body, but I'm going to tell you the honest truth. Most of the time I was living in my gut. My gut has been working so hard for me that I had to put all my energy there. Mm-hmm. Cause I, like in, cause in I need your intuition and in my into, yes. In my intuition, in, in my gut, in my sacrum, in my, in my root chakra, like I, I needed to you know, like I needed to feel that it was right. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't just a, it wasn't just math. It wasn't just data. It wasn't just like, you know, it, it wasn't just mechanics of a fucking deal. It, wa- it wasn't just about how much money is it going to be. It just, th- there's, we serve humans in such an intimate way. And the work that we do is so important to this planet. It just couldn't be taken lightly. Mm-hmm. And so the so a lot of my stuff, which is very esoteric and the shit that nobody can see and touch and feel, I was living in that place. And so, you know, I I, I wasn't always grounded and centered and balanced and shit. Like, you know, there was times that I was. I mean, you you were here the whole time, so you, so you 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 were able to witness it with me. But you do have like, you do have certain things you do. Like, you have yeah. things you stick to, and I want to know, like, what are those things? How do you? What are your tricks and your tools for your yeah overall wellness? Eating well is extremely important. Drinking water, um, moving, which you know, throughout throughout the process, there was a lot of moments where I was kind of sedentary because I was just focused, you know. And so now I'm like getting that together where I'm like moving at least every day, doing something. Um, you know, I, I work with energy healers. I work with, intu- you know, a really amazing intuitive, you know, prior to the process beginning, I went and did a mushroom journey with a shaman who's shout out to Kirsty, who's fucking in Mexico, incredible right? in Mexico. Yeah. It was, it was one of the most craziest, terrifying things that I ever did, but I'm glad that I did it when I did it because mm-hmm. it got me ready. You know, why? What? Um, how, how did it get you ready? Like looking I back think now, 
I think it just freed me up from some things. Mm. You know, it it freed me up from some things and it and it and it and it allowed me to tap into the energy that is me that has nothing to do with this body, that has nothing to do with this planet, that has everything to do with 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 wherever the place is that my spirit comes from, mm-hmm. you know? And it it just freed me up. It helped me to face some of the things that have been holding me back. It mm-hmm. helped me to to scream and let go of a lot of things. It just helped me to like get some of the film off and mm-hmm. some of the gook and the trauma and the stuff that that like lives in my traps. And I mm-hmm. needed to yell and scream and you know, I I I I needed to meet some of my past lives. I needed to understand, you know, about how and what I do like I from that journey I learned that I've always been destined to do what I do with honey pot right mm-hmm. I've always been destined part of yeah. the name I, my, why my name is B right why why my why my saint is Oshun why like there's so many levels to it you know and mm-hmm. so it just it just freed me up um you know and then I have really great friends and family you know I, I've got Sai, who holds me down. I've got my mom. I've got my brother Skip. I've got you. I've got, you know, and I, part of what I did is I just kept it real tight, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I just, you know, sometimes it was just fucking sitting down and watching TV, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, honestly, you know, like I remember being, staying at your house for like a week and I don't even like, I, I barely saw you because I was just in the barn chilling by myself. Like I, you know, I just, I needed that. There was just there's a lot of ways that I've that I've tried to go into myself whilst also doing my work and traveling and being on the road and working yeah, with my team. Really, and you know, it's always, it's been yeah. You're always on the road. You you're like the hardest working woman, you know, with uh, that's why I was like I was so excited for you to go through this process, but I thought, oh my God, like, how is she going to do it? And how do you like something that I'm really trying to work on this year is how to get control of my nervous system, which I think is mm. just fucked up from a lot of stuff, you know, whether it's being in the public eye all these years or childhood stuff, yeah. or like I'm caught in a sort of fight or flight all the time. And yeah. so I'm just trying to ask people like who live these hard charging lives. And I think all, you know, many CEOs that I talk to have the same nervous system issue. Do you feel like you have that? And how, how do you get control of it? I absolutely feel like I have that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first off, the answer is, I don't know Mm -hmm. how to get control of it. That's just the, the bold face fucking answer. I have no idea. And I think part of it is, I think part of it is really taking a rest when you need to rest. Yeah. I think also making sure what I've, what I've been doing, which is something that I learned from you is making sure that I have resources around me, you know, just as simple as having somebody make some food for you or making sure that somebody can like clean your house. I'm not saying that these things aren't luxuries, but I think that when you live the lifestyle that we do, you have to take off the things that you can, even if it, even if it means that you have to be on a serious budget to do so. Like I've, I've just had to just square up and just get focused and be mm. really regimented with my budgets and do the things because I have to have help. Yep. Right. I have to, I like, there is no way for me to do everything that I need to do in a day. And there, there's or, nothing wrong with asking for help. There isn't. And another part of the answer is recognizing when you're not okay or when you're yeah. sad or when you're yes. tired or, you know, and, and, and we get in these loops of like somebody asked how you're doing and you're like, I'm fine. I'm good. You know? Um, and the thing that's been happening with me lately is like, you know, cause just some things have happened during the last couple of weeks. And even in the moment where things are absolutely incredibly amazing. And and there's this whole celebratory thing that's happening. There's still some other things that happen that made me upset. It made me feel a way. 
And then mm. I felt bad that I felt upset in this time mm. where I should be extremely grateful. So also like being in a place to be like, no, all of that shit can happen at the same time. You can be grateful and you can feel upset and mm. you can be sad and you can know not what, what and you cannot know what you need to do. And, 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 you know, yeah, and I, yeah. I think giving yourself grace is a part of it too, because a lot of the things that wreck our nervous system is the way that our fucking mind thinks and the ways that we go back and we're not present. And it's not always just a physical thing. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our partners. CarbonX is an environmental company that aims to empower people to make a positive impact on the planet. They've created a simple platform to help you make up for your carbon emissions by supporting climate-friendly projects. You can earn shareable badges based on how long you've been offsetting, and your subscription will go towards supporting new initiatives and carbon offsetting projects that have been independently verified to have removed CO2 from the atmosphere. You can choose a project that is meaningful to you, such as planting trees in deforested regions of the Amazon and investing in energy-efficient and renewable resources around the world. For the Goop podcast team, CarbonX wanted to cover our team's carbon footprint. They donated a subscription for us to support an energy-efficient cook stoves program in Uganda. To learn more about CarbonX, head to their website at carbonx.com. That's carbon with a K-X.com or download the CarbonX app. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. What would you say as CEO, like what is your specific superpower? Like how mm. do you how do you CEO cuz everybody does it differently. One of my superpowers is I really trust my team. And I how really do you, how do you hire the right team? Spend a lot of time, work <laughs> with really great work with really great uh, headhunters and recruiters <laughs> and things like that. And also having a team that's really good that can recommend people that they know, right? I think that that's a that I think that that's a really big part of it too. You know, I'm a person I just believe that I am always going to bring people to me that mean me good, that want the best for me, that think abundantly, you know, for me you know, it's really important to fail mm. fast, like, and to understand it has to be a culture fit. Like to work at Honey Pie, it, it's not just about you being able to do the job, right? It it really needs to be a culture fit. It needs to work. You need to be entrepreneurial and entrepreneurial. You, mm. you know, you have to understand that sometimes you might do two or three things. Sometimes it's going to be busy as shit. And other Mm. times you're going to be able to like take your vacation and be fine, you know, but like having people who actually treat this like it's theirs is important. Yes. Which, which is why we've been very conscientious about making sure that everybody has equity or some sort of a phantom equity or something like that. So that when we do have big wins, we can we can share in those things together because it takes all of us to do this. It's not, mm. you know, it's not just a me thing and a side thing and a Kelly thing and an Allie thing. Like it, it's a it's a it's a us thing. Mm. And you know, and so I'm very, very, very like pro team. I CEO from a place of trust because I have to. Be, be, but what know. do you, but what's your special sauce after I have a really good intuition? I I think that my I think I'm very connected to the humans that we serve. I I think that I am very connected to my team. I think that I'm very connected to these products. I really work hard to have really great relationships, right? So it's just important to me, you know, to be able to to talk to people as people. I think that I treat people like human beings. I want to treat everybody that way because I want to be treated that way, you know? And I think that I'm a giver. I'm very generous. And I think that when when you can do that from a place of positivity and abundance, also from a place of like, I'm not, I, I'm not in a place where I'm just giving just to give, right? Like, obviously... 
you have to be doing your job. You have to be showing up. You got to give this a thousand percent, right? But I, I, I just believe in, I just believe in people, mm. and I, and I believe in humanity, and I, and you know, and I think that I've been burned <laughs> a lot, but, but, but you do I stay know. optimistic, you know. You always, yeah. It's funny, like even when you go up and down or if you're hurt or bruised about something or like you always return to this place of wholeness and optimism. Yeah, I want to. It's really really a gift that you're you're able to do that. Thank you. What are you looking forward to for 2024? It's only the middle of January. Yeah. So we have the rest of the year. What are you manifesting? What do you want to do? I I am manifesting my the things that I want are so simple. I want to work out every single day. I I want to eat so beautifully. I want to have a baby. I want she's like, I want a baby too. <laughs> she just silently did that. <laughs> I I want to connect to my body. I want to connect to my nervous system. I want to feel it, you know, Mm -hmm. because I I feel like I I I kind of had to be on my masculine shit this past year, right? Year year and change. I want to get into my body. I want to get out of my head and into my body, and I want to feel it, you know. And honestly, I want to get back to work, man. I just mm. want to do my job. Like I love this shit, you know. Yeah. And I I want to I want to continue to develop with my team and make really beautiful efficacious products and I just want, you know, the travel and I want to see my friends more, you know. Like I actually I I actually just want simplicity this year. Mm. I I just I just want to fucking chill, you know. Um, bring me, bring me with you. Will you please? Yes. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our partners. Last year, I had the opportunity to list my Montecito guest house on Airbnb. This was part of a special project that Airbnb spearheaded to build connection and to make the world feel a little less lonely. It was such a pleasure to get to know my Airbnb guests over dinner and share my home with them so that they could rest and recharge on their trip. But typically, the beauty of hosting on Airbnb is that while you're away, someone else can get as much joy from your home as you do. Being a host on Airbnb is great for those who travel frequently, have extra space, or own a seasonal home. If you've stayed at an Airbnb, you know the unique experience it offers. And now you can share that same experience with others in addition to earning additional income on the side. To learn more about hosting on Airbnb, head to airbnb.com slash host. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. So circling back to what we started on with bacterial vaginosis, you know that book, of course, The Body Keeps the Score? Keeps the score, yeah. So that that book theorizes that when our body is expressing a symptom, it's mm-hmm. a sign of something else unresolved. Yeah. So if you go back to being in your 20s when you were dealing with that, like what mm. is your vagina trying to tell you? Mm. I think it was trying to tell me to sync up. You know, I, I think I think it was. I think it was trying to tell me to sync up because the years prior to that, I wasn't synced up. I was on some, I was wild. I was living my life. You know, I was partying Monday through Friday, rested a couple of days on the weekend. I was, I was, I had just moved to Atlanta a few years before and I was like living the Atlanta lifestyle and it was fun. I'm not going to say that it wasn't, but I wasn't connected to me. Mm. I wasn't. I wasn't connected to me. And I also definitely wasn't connecting to my ancestors. Mm-hmm. And I I cannot live a life that is not connected and synced up to them. You know? That's super interesting. Yeah. And so, and I think too, it was preparing me for my work. If my mm-hmm. honeypot, if my vagina, my honeypot didn't do that, 
we wouldn't even be having this conversation. I wouldn't have even met you. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so all things in order, you know, my, 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 my vagina having bacterial vaginosis reoccurring created an empire. And that is some really dope shit. So I think that it was a lot of things. Mm. You know, I think I think that it was a lot of things. And I just think that that it was my time. It, it was it was the sacrifice that I had to make in order to get to this moment, you know. Gosh, isn't that amazing? And what if we could look at our hardest things that we have to face and be able to connect to the outcome all the time, right? Like, thank God for this really uncomfortable, difficult, painful thing, because it's going to lead me here. Here. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm so happy for you. There aren't a lot of women founders who have been able to do what you've done with this company. Thank you. And it's so deeply inspiring. And I'm so excited to see what you're going to do with it next, you know? Thank you. Me too. I'm excited. We got some cool stuff coming. We we launched Body this year. I know. I use it. Which is so dope. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I love your products. I think they're the best. And it's Thank not you, it's not because I love you. It's because they're amazing products. And and I love that you've brought wellness and connection and a shame-free path to a whole demographic of women. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm grateful. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Beatrice Dixon. You can learn more about her amazing brand at thehoneypot.co. Thanks for tuning in. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studios. I hope you'll listen, follow, rate, and review all of our episodes, which are available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts.